This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. It's good! It's good! It's good! It's your inside pass to everything Saints football. We'll take you to the places most fans never go. To practice, to the sideline, to the locker room. Following every twist, Hakeem drops the ball. Turn, picks a flow, and touchdown. Hell is frozen over. Of the 2022 season, it is going to be covered by the Saints for a touchdown. Welcome to Inside Black and Gold. in Saints fans inside the black and gold one week into Saints training camp very excited to be talking about everything from Jameis Winston to even giving some uh, kicker love to Will Lutz after his uh, impressive outing the other day kickers need love too kickers do need love I'm WWL Saints sideline reporter Steve Geller along with digital content producer Jeff Nowak uh, bringing you, like I said, another edition of our Inside the Black and Gold. You can get it anywhere. You're saying our name wrong. Stop saying our name wrong. There's no Inside the. Inside the Black and Gold. No, I continue. Guess. Just keep going. Just keep All going. Right. <laughs> get it right, Steve. I, I'm giving some love to another podcast that yeah. exists. We don't need that. We don't need All a Maryland. Right. So there's a Maryland Terrapins. Black and Gold. Here, we can get into this a little bit. There is a Maryland Terrapins blog called Inside <laughs> the Black and Gold. That's why it's important. We are Inside Black and Gold, first off. Second off, I call BS on Maryland claiming the colors black and gold. They already have a turtle shell. Show me a black and gold turtle, and then we can have a discussion. Maryland is not black and gold, and I will, I will, I will die on this hill, um, but we are inside black and gold. So yeah, get it right. The, just inside black and gold, yes. And anywhere you can subscribe to podcasts, Odyssey, Spotify, iTunes, you name it, we are there. Yes, Apple Podcasts. Make sure, you know, I'm going to say this right now. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, scroll down, give us a five-star rating, give us a review. It really helps us in the algorithm. We're trying to we're trying to get our get our brand up there so we show up at near the top of the Saints podcast. I've I've heard some really great feedback from people already. People seem to be enjoying it. See, so yeah, I just if you remember, just go down there, hit five stars. You don't have to write anything, but if you do, that's nice. I like hearing from y'all. And uh, yeah, we're gonna keep this going, and it's it's been fun so far, and I'm glad to hear some positive feedback. But yeah, it's been a week of Saints camp, and we have a lot to talk about. Yeah, and believe it or not, we've got preseason football also starting this week, which is nice. Saints football for the preseason will be uh, August 13th for their first preseason game, but. We'll have a, a game inside Tom Benson Stadium on Thursday. Jaguars, Raiders. I know it's it's not that exciting, but it's still football, so it's something. 
it's always weird when the black uh, the black and gold when the Hall of Fame game uh, starts off one because it's always at Tom Benson Stadium, which is this. It's always kind of odd to hear that because I always forget that that's the name of the stadium. And two, because it's way too early to be playing a football game, and the football you see in that game is is brutal. Uh, it's not <laughs> not very good. Um, yeah, imagine, but imagine paying money to see that too, like fans going out there. I think it would be fun to get out there. It's like a novelty experience, but it is it is funny because it's like you. It looks like a football game. It's got NFL teams. It's got NFL jerseys. It's got an NFL broadcast crew. But then <laughs> you probably see more competitive high school games. Uh, but yeah, it, it's. Yeah, we, we're getting into it. We're, it's starting to look a lot more like football. Just a programming note, we were recording this on Sunday. So we can kind of, because we have a lot on our brain from the first week of practice. The first padded practice is tomorrow. So we won't be talking about that in this episode, but we will have all this stuff from the first week of practice. And if anything changes on Monday, keep that in mind. Um, things like Tyron Matthew still hasn't reported to camp. Taysom <sighs> Hill has been out a couple days with injuries. Oh, no. Um, so we we still have a few of those things that we have not been able to wrap up yet. And those might happen tomorrow. We don't know. Um, but, yeah, so just keep that in mind as we go forward. I don't think we'll be saying Taysom Hill, though, tomorrow. Uh, we've, we know that he's dealing with the rib injury, thankfully. I guess it's not a foot issue from his where he had surgery on from the plantar fascia uh, and Liz Frank injury. But it's a little bit of a concern that – this guy's already banged up. We're, we're just a week into camp and already nursing ribs. And Dennis Allen said that it's going to be a little while for him. Yeah. You know, one of the things from camp too, that that's worth mentioning is that there's been a few, di- there's a few differences that are very clear from, you know, from Sean Payton to Dennis Allen. One of those things is we would have never in a million years known that it was, Hill was dealing with a rib injury <laughs> under Sean Payton's regime. DA just comes out and says, yeah, he got shot. He took a shot in the ribs going to be out a few days and that's nice because it's it helps us not have to just you know theorize over oh hopefully it's not a foot it's not the foot kind of relapsing which is good that would be more concerning to me than a guy just taking a shot and remember and we talked about this a little before we came on something to keep in mind with Taysom Hill he's not wearing a red jersey anymore right in the last few years he's been a quote-unquote quarterback and he's been wearing that red non-contact jersey and especially in these unpadded practices where you are Taysom Hill and you're suddenly playing in a situation where the other team can hit you. (laughs) I think this is probably the first time he's taken a shot like that without pads on in, in several years, you know? So maybe it was kind of a, a hopefully all we're getting is like, it was kind of like a jarring hit that he wasn't expecting and he's not used to, and he's just kind of nursing it. Hopefully it's not, you know, there's no issues with cracked ribs or anything. It's just kind of a bruise and we can go on. But yeah, it did make it sound like he'd be out a few days. Um, Michael Thomas also missed practice on Saturday. I know a lot of the fans were bummed out about that, but it was a scheduled day off. And I need people to keep in mind that the team, just, the team loves to have the fans out there. They are not making their uh, day off decisions based on whether the fans are out there. Cause, and all you need to look at is, yeah, they, they were like, Mike, take the day off. No one, everyone out here is excited to see you, but we don't care. <laughs> but, it, you know, you, you think about it, obviously it makes complete sense. You give him a, a guy coming back from that serious ankle issue, uh, two days rest because the Saints are off Sunday as well, coming back for full pads on Monday. Dennis Allen mentioning, yeah, we fully expect Mike here to be taking part. But I, I thought that as well. It was like, man, you know, the fans coming out here day one, and they're not getting the see can't guard Mike, but yeah, you kind of like were, were you know said to me too. It's like 
the, the team doesn't really care about what the, the fans' interest is in this case. Yeah, the team cares about the fans. The team wants the fans to be happy. And yeah, they gave him a second line. They gave him all the pomp and circumstance you could ask for. But they are not making like health and rest decisions based on whether the fans are there. And I think that's that's the right move. Um, fans also didn't get to see Tyron Matthew, which is a bummer. Um, I know a lot of fans are really excited to see him out there. He's still out dealing with family stuff. Um, we asked DA if there's a timeline. He said, no, Nothing. we do not know. You know, hopefully Monday, I think a week is reasonable if you're away from the team. Once it gets into two weeks, then I think it's fair to start getting a little concerned about what he might be dealing with. Hopefully everything's okay with him. I know people were getting all worked up about him deleting some stuff off Instagram. Isn't that, that a is, crazy time now? It's like all of a sudden your Instagram posts, all you start deleting pictures from there and people start speculating. Yeah, let's not do that. Like, you know, let's not, right? Because when you hear family issues, the response should be, Hopefully everything's okay. Um, and we're going to move on from there. He's not b- abandoning the saints. He signed here. He wants to be here. That's not what's going on. Um, and if there is something in his life that's going on, that's making him have to stay away from the game. It's probably serious. So let's not do that. Right. Let's, let's hope because- everything's okay. And we'll say, get back as soon as you can. And you know, this is a guy who showed up for OTAs. He didn't have to, right? He wants to be here, and um, the team does not seem concerned about, you know, the team, uh, you know, I'm sure the team wants him to be there too, but, you know, I don't think that they are they are freaking out about his commitment to the team. Um, but, yeah, well, we can get back into that. But there are a few things we want to talk about about the practice itself, the people who were there. And uh, so what, what stood out to you from, you know, the first week of practice, first open practice on Saturday uh, throughout the week? Defense, baby. A lot of uh, positives from the Saints defense where – uh, the Saints secondary looking pretty impressive. We've seen uh, everybody from Marshawn Lattimore, uh, e- really especially Paulson Adebo, I felt, has uh, really stood out. Uh, the first week in his second year in the NFL looks really comfortable, smooth, uh, and impressive that he's been able to in pass breakups. And I just like the way his attitude is very, very subtle, uh, more laid back than some of the other DBs, I guess you would say. So it's kind of unexpected from him in a way. Uh, also, like uh, from the offensive point of view, just this last practice coming away from some of the running backs and seeing a bounce back uh, day from Tony Jones Jr., who had a bit of a rough outing, especially catching the football. Uh, he, he's definitely got to improve on that. A guy that I know I'm hoping on, too, because I have him in my fantasy uh, dynasty league stashed away on the bench as a guy that I'm hoping can do something for this team. There's, there looks like there's going to be an opportunity like still what I'm seeing from Mark Ingram, uh, his comments about his age being question were funny. I know we'll get into that, but a guy that's also a great leader for the group. And then, uh, Dwayne Washington still doing impressive things. Another guy on special teams that doesn't get enough love. And Abram Smith, really looking forward to seeing more from him getting those pads on. And there's, it's hard to even not, uh, you know, you want to mention, obviously, Jarvis Landry, uh, everything he does on the field. Um, another guy that, that just looks like he's been, in, he's been here for a while and looks comfortable. And then the big outing from Chris Olave. Finally, yesterday, we saw that deep ball being thrown on a busted coverage, scored that huge touchdown. And, man, man just – you know, everyone talked about it pre-draft about how smooth 
his route running is, his speed and everything. But to, to see it close up live and impersonal is definitely impressive and, and definitely looking forward to seeing more of him when things start to get mixed up a little more with the pads on. Yeah, and you mentioned Tony Jones. You know, you don't want to get too – you don't want to overvalue a couple reps on the third day of practice. But when you see a guy who makes two just really bad drops, and they were bad drops, on just little check dump offs out of the backfield, little little kind of – you know, plays that should be programmed five, six yards – should be completed 10 out of 10 times. It was not on the throw. It was on the catch. Uh, and they just got bobbled and dropped. You know, you don't, again, you don't want to overvalue them, but you do, when you're looking at that kind of third running back on the on the pecking order, you got to be able to catch. Like, you know, it's great to see. He had a really nice day kind of seeing the holes and kind of working his way through traffic. But at the end of the day, that role has to be a weapon out of the backfield and Absolutely. he's going to have to show that pass catching ability. And that's a really rough start for him I mean, in a year where there's, he's going to have a really tough competition. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Check planning for what's next and how to save for it. That's where bank of America can help for your financial to do's bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Um, but let's get back to the defense. You mentioned Paulson Adebo really looks, has looked really good. I think Peyton Turner has also looked really good. The impressive thing is this defense is doing what it's doing without a key player at all three levels. They don't have Marcus Davenport. They don't have Pete Warner and they don't have Tyron Matthew. So you know, do you notice there's something there though with Peyton Turner when Dennis Allen is asked about him? I know he mentioned, Oh, this is like the third day in a row you've asked about Peyton Turner, but he's, there's something holding. I feel like him back from gushing about what we've been seeing. I guess it's more, he wants to see the consistency from the, the guy in year two coming back from injury. Yeah. I mean, I think he's just, you know, he wants to keep the guy grounded. You know, you don't want, you don't want guys to get too too into themselves because everyone keeps asking about him every day. I think that he's got a lot of he's got a long way to go. Um, we've only seen him in three games, so I understand the DA also gets you know when you get to this point in training camp, the coach ends up getting the same questions every day, you know, and, and it, I think it can get tiring. But one thing I wanted to get to before we before we take a break here, so all the fans out of practice, you know, there's been some noise about you know Jameis Winston has not been. I would say completely on point been a little off target. He's, he, I don't think he's completely dialed it in yet in the first week of camp and that's okay. Um, one of the things that's kind of bugged me is, you know, anytime you come out and say, you know, Jameis hasn't been slinging it the way you want to see, you know, he's been, he's been a little off target on some of these little check downs. You had to throw to Alvin Kamara on a screen that missed. He had a little too, you know, little too hot coming into him. Yeah, and it was behind him. You know, he had a ball up the seam to Jarvis Landry that he just that he airmailed, you know, and 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 you know, I've been saying this and it's like I just need people to understand like that's okay, right? It's the first week of camp. You're you're getting better, you know, you're improving. Uh and it's how you kind of react to that. It's the decisions you're making, it's all this. And I tend to not report stats out of camp. I'm not gonna tell you, oh, he went four for six in drills blah, 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 because I don't think the value is there. I don't think that's what you're looking for. Um, I think you want to see how those plays went, right? 
There was a play yesterday where Andy Dalton got a got it tipped by Zach Bond and it fell into Kevin White's hands. Okay, yeah, that's one for one. Are we going to pretend that that was the that was a good result for for Andy Dalton? No, that's not the point of camp. But you know, you want to you want to know that he's making the right throws. You know, if a receiver drops the ball on on the right throw and the right read and the ball was on target, that goes okay. Oh, now he's five for six, right? But that's not the point. That's not what you're looking for. And so that's why I tend to avoid it. I keep track of it, but I don't report it often because I think it gets it gets used in the wrong ways. Um, but, you know, anyone who was at a camp yesterday, they saw how the day started with James Winston. <laughs> totally different, right? Uh, you know, and, and I think what you saw there is a little what we've been trying to say is it's okay. He's a little, you know, a little off, you know, and that's fine. He, he was away. He was rehabbing for six months, whatever, however long from the knee injury. It's uh, there's a lot of new pieces out there. There's no Michael Thomas yet. It's fine. But he started with back to back interceptions yesterday. And that's obviously a rough way to get things going. They were both in seven on sevens. And I think how they happened is significant. You know, I don't think that you're going to be targeting Deontay Harris on a quick out in most games, uh, especially, you know, if someone's playing uh, bump, you know, bump and run coverage. You know, if they're playing off coverage, that's one thing. Uh, CD Deuce was right up on him. I think Deontay had a totally little false right, start, right. but like, you know, it's just not a, I think the decision was wrong. You know, I think that was a situation where you look at the, the personnel and you don't make that throw in a game. If that's Michael Thomas, that's a different scenario. He can box him out. Deontay's not going to do that. CD took it to the house. I think the second play was Bradley Roby kind of jumping on a ball that was a little late over the middle of the field targeting Chris Olave. You know, and these are things that I don't really care so much about the throws. I care about the decisions. You know, I, you need those to be on point. And, but when you criticize that, everyone's like, well, why are you talking about Andy Dalton? Why are you doing this? And it's like, I need, I need people to understand this is not a quarterback battle, right? This is a Jameis needs to get better battle and and that's fine that's what it's supposed to be that's why you do practice and I think what DA said when I asked him about this is telling of like yeah he's not worried about who his starting quarterback is he knows who it is he just wants to see Jameis respond to things in the right way and what he said was essentially that and uh here it is uh, obviously those back-to-back interceptions to start the day was rough opening for Jameis what did you see from kind of I thought he responded the next two plays you know, and, and, and I told him that out on the field. That's what you have to be able to do. This game's not a perfect game played by perfect people, and there's going to be mistakes that are made, and how do you respond to them? I thought he did a nice job of responding. Yeah, I think that that's just a telling approach to how Dennis Allen is kind of diagnosing this, this camp. You know, it's not about every result being perfect. It's about understanding what happened, doing things the right way, and doing it the right way as often as possible. Now, behind him, Andy Dalton has played well. And I think there's been people are projecting this concern that maybe, oh, maybe Andy Dalton might outplay Jameis to the point that he starts at quarterback for the Saints. I need you to understand no one on the Saints, including Andy Dalton, sees that as a possibility. Exactly. Right? And that is a completely, a completely imagined scenario. Andy Dalton, if you ask him what his role is, it will be to help Jameis. <laughs> like he said that when he was signed. He said that throughout camp. He knows why he's here, and it is to back up Jameis Winston. So when we are critiquing what Jameis is doing, when we are saying, okay, this wasn't perfect, he needs to get better here and here, we're saying that because it's true. We are saying that because it's part of the progression of a quarterback at training camp. It's not about hating on Jameis. It's about just the process. And I think the process is working. 
Um, and uh, like Dennis said, you know, he had a couple bad moments there, but he bounced back. He hit Adam Troutman on a throw. He hit Chris Olave on a throw. He hit Chris Olave on a bomb. That deep ball is still pretty. And I think when we start to see more of that, when we start to see him utilizing more of the field, when we when we see Michael Thomas in team drills, I think things will get a lot easier for Jameis, and he'll and he'll look a little sharper. But I think right now you're seeing him kind of focus on the intermediate throws, the quick throws, and it's not necessarily translating the way you'd want so far. But again, and I can't stress this enough, that's okay. I think a problem, well, not a problem, but one thing that has stood out with Andy Dalton too is just his ability to, I guess, acclimate to New Orleans system uh, so so quickly and easily. He definitely looks like a guy that's been here two, three years but we know he's just arrived kind of thing. But like exactly like you were saying, he knows his role. He, he came in saying, I'm here to back up Jameis Winston. There's no been talk, there's no talk of him. Oh, I'm competing for those, those starting snaps kind of thing. Right. And, but yeah, his, his comfort and ease in the offense is definitely a huge positive right now. And, you know, makes you think, you know, if in case of emergency, you know, breaking case of emergency kind of thing. If the worst were to happen where Jameis Winston got hurt, suffered a setback kind of deal, you you know you're at least in good hands. And I think much more capable than you were with Trevor Simeon, even no slight on him, but Andy Dalton's more accomplished and can push the ball more. Right. And a- Andy Dalton has played very well. And that's a good thing. <laughs> There's this kind of this weird element where people are construing complimenting Andy Dalton as a negative on Jameis. It's not. You want your backup to be playing well because there are, if he has to go in the game, you want to trust that he can go win that game. Um, and I, I, I've been impressed with Andy. I, if you had asked me coming in, I would have said Andy's probably washed. You know, I don't think that he has it in the arm anymore to, to get it done. And I, I think I was wrong in that take. I think he still has it in the arm. And I don't want to see him as the starter, but I think that if he had to do it, he would be capable. And that's it. Move on. Right, exactly. Um, but there's, there is this kind of cult around Jameis Winston where any type of criticism you give him, and even if it's merited, gets treated like, wow, you're hating on Jameis. No, I like Jameis. But, you know, when, when he does things where it's critiquable, you know, it's fair to say, hey, this is a thing. We're watching this. And I, I'm not going to say I'm glad that his practice started the way it did yesterday. But I just, you know, I'm glad the fans were out there. And, you know, I think that you can kind of start to understand, okay, this is what we're looking at. This is where he needs to improve. And now it's on him to do it. And like Dennis Allen said, and we all saw, it wasn't how he started at least. It's how you wrapped up practice and how he responded to the adversity. And that's what you want to see of your quarterback, obviously, too. I agree. I agree. And we're going to go to break. We're going to come back. we got a lot more sound to throw your way. We're going to hear from Mark Inger. We're going to hear from Jarvis Landry. Uh, who uh, he had he had some funny things to say about uh, CD Deuce. 